You're listening to the Empath Insights Podcast, episode 43, Coaching, part two. Stay tuned. I'm Rachel Hudson, Certified Life Coach, and I'm here to help you learn to thrive, learn to stop absorbing other people's stress, and embrace your natural gifts. I'll also teach you some practical ways to manage your sensitivities. Every week, I'll be answering your questions, sharing some of my stories, and offering tips and advice so that you can be your best in your relationships, in your business, at home, and with your friends. Hey everybody, it's so good to be back with you again this week. And yes, I am still talking about coaching. So I'm talking about coaching a bit more specifically. There's still been a lot of questions about it, how life coaching has helped me. Um, what's the difference between therapy and coaching? Yes, there's a difference. I think we all know that. I'm also talking about how to find the right coach for you and how my coaching sessions work, and what it's like to work with me. So we left off, we were talking about coaching, how I went through the process of um, getting certified through the Life Coach School, a couple of things that it's helped me with, um, just kind of life in general, relationships, and losing my pet. I'm still going to wait to talk about that, I think, for a couple of more episodes. Um, but one of the things I will say is in the in the year, approximately a year that I did a lot of self-coaching before getting certified, um, my husband mentioned how differently I had been um, dealing with, you know, just everyday things that would normally send me into outer space is what he calls it. <laughs> send me kind of over the edge, get really upset about things and really hold on to things for way longer than anybody needs to. And he's like, you know, last year at this time, you on a scale of one to 10, and we kind of both agreed, like on a scale of one to 10, you were about a two. Like, and that's not a good two. That's like pretty low. He's like, on this this almost exact same scenario, I was at like a six, seven. And I felt it. I felt like, you know what, it just doesn't bother me. It's just, it's so weird how this all happens. So in this particular episode, I'm going to talk about what the heck is life coaching anyway, um, a little bit deeper. And just first off, this is not coaching is not therapy. Okay. I think we all know that, but it also doesn't mean that you have to pick one or the other. Now let's, let's talk about therapy for a second. I know a lot of people, even a lot of my clients have been, have seen a therapist before I've seen a therapist before and it's amazing, but it's not life coaching. Okay. Let's talk about some of the differences. Cause I think this, this really helped me when I was like, well, how do I explain this to people? So therapy is a focus, you know, in my experience, of, of diagnosing um, a problem, a mental problem, or an illness of some sort. Uh, th- therapy works in the space from getting you from uh, past focus, maybe a dysfunction to functioning, okay, if that makes any sense. 
Uh, therapy also is an amazing and important tool. There's some amazing therapists out there. I have very good friends that are therapists. And, and therapy does examine a lot of the past because I know that we can get stuck in the past and it's so, so great for that. And I will tell you that coaching, well, the type of coaching that I work with, coaching doesn't do that, okay? Coaching does this. <laughs> coaching takes you from functioning to amazing. The way I've done it is coaching is a focus on the present and the future. It teaches us to get comfortable with a lot of discomfort in our lives. It doesn't teach you how to get rid of pain. It helps us understand the pain that's going on. Um, Once again, life coaching helped me and some relationships that were a little bit challenging, some challenging relationships. Obviously, I talked about this before, the loss of a pet, my dog, Jingo. Basically, there was a there was this phrase that in my coach training, I think I heard it from another coach. I forget who said it. This is the part where dot, dot, dot. And I, when my dog died, I was like, this is the part where he's sick. This is the part where we have to make a decision. Okay. Again, not going to go too deep into this because there's still like some, some wild and wacky emotions going on there. And also navigating my hang up about being a sensitive person. If you can think of three parts, therapy, coaching, and on your own, OYO, <laughs> therapy, past focus, coaching, present and future focused on your own, doing this on your own, which I did this, y'all, I wasted so much time reading all the books, listening to all the podcasts. Thank you for listening. Um, signing up for all the random online courses to feel better. And just, we're just going to say Google coaching shows you what you're actually doing right now and why you're getting you're getting the results why you're doing that now and your current thinking on your own getting stuck in the loop you have no help but google and self-help books and <laughs> i listen i did it i'm laughing because i've done it and it it's it works for a while and then it's like, uh, I need someone to help me. Uh, therapy is diagnostic. Therapy will diagnose and treat you. Probably. I'm not a therapist, so if I'm wrong, I apologize. Coaching, we don't diagnose anybody at all. The end. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> on your own, we like to... Okay, I'm going to go to on your own. If you look it up, like on the Google, um, we tend to diagnose ourselves. And then we get into this like, oh my gosh, I'm this way. I knew it all along. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> And we just, it's just not a good, good tool to go on your own for some of these things. Um, therapy takes people from non-functioning to functioning, which is amazing. Coaching takes people from functioning to amazing. On your own, you're kind of still in the loop. What, again, one of the best ways that it just kind of like really clicked for me and this might work for you. Think about a physical therapist. Why would you go to a physical therapist? Because you have had an injury. You've had physical trauma. I have been to physical therapy for my knee and I had broken or dislocated my elbow. Um, but I've been to physical therapy numerous times for knee, elbow, joint related ailments. And it was Thank God for physical therapy, regular therapy, you know, mental health wise, you might be saying, thank God for that too. Okay. Can be life changing. Okay. And then if we look in the coaching 
aspect, okay, with your body, think about coaching as like your personal trainer. You're not injured, or maybe you've finished with physical therapy and you're needing a personal trainer as well because you want to continue this or work one-on-one with this person. I know many people that have a physical therapist and a personal trainer. You have a think about uh, you have a specific target you would like to meet. I think that is where a coach or a personal trainer would fall into. You would be looking at a personal trainer or a coach to up level your say instead of physical fitness, your mental fitness, or if you have a specific target that you want to meet. Now we're going to go remember the third one is on your own. So going on your own is like going to the gym on your own. Who I'm raising my hand because I've done it. I'm guilty. I'm not the only person on the planet. So I don't feel too bad. Um, So you set this goal, you're like, I'm getting the membership to the gym. Woohoo! It's January 1st or whatever. You set this goal, you're like, great, I've got my key fob. And I have this 24 hour membership, maybe. So you set this goal and you sign up for the gym and then you start going and you're like, uh, wow. After about three weeks, you're like, yeah, anyway, um, no. They're like, yeah, I'll start going later. Yeah, maybe next week. You know, I might just go to like take a walk or something. <laughs> but it's not the same. So think about those three categories with a, a, a therapist or a physical therapist, you're injured. You you really need some attention and a healing. And then coaching, you are like, oh, you're going to the gym and you're meeting that trainer. It might be a little expensive, but you're getting the results, right? You've, you're meeting your target. You check in with them. It's accountability. They're giving you tools that you've never thought of before. And then, you know, on your own, you're like, I'll just go to the gym whenever I want. Yeah, I got all the time in the world. And then you're like, wow, how long has it been since I've been there? Right? Okay, so that's kind of a good way to look at it. Also, physical therapy, personal training, they can work hand in hand. I have clients that they're a therapist, and then they have a life coach, and they work hand in hand. I know a lot of people that do that. Now, another big, big thing I want to highlight, therapy is regulated, highly regulated, Coaching is not regulated. We talked about this in the last episode. That was episode number 42. Um, and then on your own, you're trying, you're kind of like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what's going to stick. Now, for some people, therapy is useful and they stay forever. Yay. Good for these people. For some other people, therapy is useful and they are ready to move on. Yay. All, all of this is good, by the way. This is like no judgments, no expectations. This is all just like Some people do this. I work with clients who are also seeing a therapist and it works very well for them. So I just want to say that this is not a one size fits all. So it is worth exploring. Find the thing that works for you. If you're looking for a coach, I recommend be very thoughtful about how you find the coach who is right for you. So I do have some questions that you might want to jot down or think about. I think I've got like six or seven. Okay, so one of the things is do they offer a free consultation call? I mean, it's something that I do. I feel like it's so helpful to get to know someone before we both decide to work together. Do they have a strong presence or 
on social media where you can kind of go back and look at all of their like, what do they have to say? What is their voice? Um, Like when they're writing about something, do they have maybe a free Facebook group where you can explore their philosophy and teachings? Does this coach, do they have a YouTube channel or a podcast where you can get an idea of their, their kind of language and their vibration, you know, as empaths, we're very like, hmm, you know, we, we pick up energy before we pick up anything else, right? And to get a sense of who they really are, what they believe in. Uh, or do they just have anywhere that you can learn about what they are teaching? Website is always great. <laughs> um, do they have references? Do they have reviews? There, maybe there might be some similarities. I thought of this just kind of off the top of my head uh, with coaches and therapists. We are in the helping industry. That's one of them, obviously. We're there to help people. There are also many different types of therapists that specialize in certain things. And there are a lot of different types of life coaches that specialize in certain things. I personally recommend shopping around and finding the right one for you. Now, you might be wondering how my coaching sessions work. I structure my sessions based on the recommendations of the school that I was certified in. And that's because I trust them 100%. They're always, always bringing more information and classes and workshops. And we still get coached. Just remember that different coaches have different coaching methods. And how do I personally work with clients? I work with something called the model. And it's basically a framework on how thoughts create your results in your life. I'm going to talk so much more about that in the upcoming episodes. I focus on your brain and how your mind operates and coming from kind of a psychology background and really helping people throughout my yoga career. um, This is just, it just lights me up. And that's in my opinion, what I've seen that creates long-term lasting results. Okay. Now you can Google all the how to's you can do on your own, but the coach is going to get you to the space where you're going to start doing the things that you've already researched. (laughs) Um, uh, One of my favorite coaches, she talks about, think of it as a toddler's brain. You want, you want to picture your mind running around like a toddler, causing all kinds of problems, making messes, crying when we don't get our way yelling at people that we shouldn't yell at. (laughs) Okay. I love that visual of the toddler, you know, Um, or pouting. We still do that, right? Uh, Or wanting what we want when we want it. Emotional, complete emotional childhood. We've all been there. I will tell you what I'm not going to do as your coach. I'm not going to be the person who's going to give you a to-do list. Why? You already have one and you haven't done it. I'm sure you have a to-do list. I don't really know anyone that doesn't really have like, oh, I have all these things to do. How do I do it? It's, you know, like you get up and you do it. But the first thing or one of the main things that people ask me is how do I fill in the blank? They just want the quick and easy fix. Just tell me what to do, Rach. I fell into that a little bit too. Questions that I get sometimes are how do I get my life on track? That's such a big open wow question. Or how do I deal with a difficult family member? They are the problems in my life. They are the root cause of everything that has happened. Mm, Not really, but 
people are asking me, how do I deal with this difficult person? How do I make them stop being them, basically? I'm going to help you get really clear by asking you a lot of questions. And I help you discover the answers that are inside you. Because the problem is not that you don't know how to do something. Your brain is programmed to not do the work because it's uncomfortable. Again, think about going to the gym. We'll revisit that one. You set the goal, you sign up, you look for the cheapest one available, you get the free trial offer. Okay, listen, I owned a yoga studio. I've got the numbers to back this up of the people that started on January the 1st. And by March, they were all like, I don't want to do it anymore. Okay, so everybody knows what to do, right? Um, They go once or twice, then they stop going, and then they make excuses that that gym didn't work. I did this a couple of years ago. I'm like, I don't like that gym because they don't clean it. Well, I really just didn't want to go. I just made that excuse. (laughs) They had all the equipment. They weren't the cleanest gym, but I was giving all of the weight to like, I don't like the way they clean. So going to the gym, you start, you stop, and you start again. And then eventually you start, you start forgetting about the why and about the goals. Here's the thing about going to the gym on your own or doing the things on your own. This will continue until you change the way you think about the gym. It's not the gym that's the problem. It's not the workout that's the problem. Those are not the reasons, okay? You're thinking about the gym. You're thinking about the workout program. If you hate the gym and you have linked it to all the pain that you had in the past, you're only going to be thinking about how hard it was, how hard you were sore all the time. You worked so hard. You felt deprived. You won't ever go back again because it was just pain and suffering, pain and suffering. And you're blaming this poor gym who's just like, we're just here. We're just open. We're not making anything mean anything but you're blaming the gym for you not being in shape or meeting your goals. That gym didn't work for me. I love this. And on the days that you don't want to go, you're not going to go. You're going to drain your own energy by using willpower. I'll get into that in another um, episode, but the bottom line is that it's exhausting to just rely on willpower. So having different thoughts about the gym, if you start thinking differently about the gym, Maybe you start loving the gym and all it has to offer. Like, you know what I love about this gym? They're open 24 hours a day. I can go in any time I want. Or maybe one of your reasons that you love going to the gym is that you enjoy connecting with people, saying hello to the regulars. Or maybe your trainer has introduced you to some new people. Maybe... Going to the gym has helped you explore some of those audiobooks or podcasts that you're like, oh, that person sounds interesting. I'm going to work out and listen to this. And so you will start enjoying the gym when you start looking differently about it. And that's just one like teeny tiny example. Now, what is it like working with me? Well, what it's like working with me or another coach possibly. I'll teach you how to change your thoughts about the thing. Going to the gym, the person in your life that you think is causing all of your problems, or food, or over drinking, or all of the overing things that we do. That's fun, right? Over Facebooking, over Netflixing, the just anything that you do, just 
put an over in front of it and you're like, oh yeah, that's what I do. I'll show you how you can intentionally pick the thoughts that you want so that you can get different results. That Even though that person's never going to change. That's what I'll help you with. You're going to work with me and we can, we'll set a goal together. Also, I ask hard questions and it is sometimes can be uncomfortable. I get uncomfortable when I get coached. I'm like, oh, why? And then I'm like, oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear. But it is kind of uncomfortable sometimes. It's not, it's all 50-50, remember? So in this session, it's a guided conversation. You get to show up as you are that day, that week, and I completely lead the session, right? If you don't have anything specific, you can come to me with anything because I can coach on anything and everything. But if you don't have anything specific that you want to work on, there's no pressure. I have this interesting way of getting the conversation going. I have hundreds of ways to guide you. There's always something. I always start by asking some questions, the ones that you probably haven't asked yourself before, questions that maybe you've avoided answering. Oh, that's a good one for me. I do that one. I'm like, oh, I wanted to avoid that question, but here we are. Now, these are usually the ones that will get you moving into this direction, even though they're uncomfortable. I'll show you your current thinking and programming. So your thinking habits, like why you hate your job, why you don't like living in that house, why you think your neighbor is making you crazy, or why you're staying friends with someone that you should have separated from a long time ago. For example, um, let's, let's talk about, uh, here's an example. Uh, someone says it's hard to find a new job or new friends. I will just tell you, it's just a thought. It's the thought that it's hard. And if you believe that it's hard, you're going to start looking for ways that it's hard to do the things. Underlying thoughts might be, I'm not blank enough to find a new job or a friend. I'm not smart enough to find a new job or I'm not outgoing enough to find a new friend. You start making up all these reasons, these pretend reasons why you don't have friends. And I just ask you some of the thoughts that you have about this topic. I have some really, really good thought finders, um, in the form of some worksheets that I take you through. Um, and show you that your thoughts about certain things are completely optional. You are not agreeing with me right now. I totally get that. I had some major problems with this too, but then I was like, oh, mm, that's just my thoughts about it. Thoughts are not facts. Okay. I'll help you separate the thoughts from the facts or your stories from the facts. I'll show you how your thoughts are connected to your current results. So if you keep thinking that you're miserable in your relationships, your job, or like friendships with someone, you're going to keep doing the things or looking for the things that frustrate you in your jobs or relationships or whatever the thing is, right? So coaching is a process. It's not a one-off. I mean, I'd love to tell you that like, yes, talk to me once and all your problems will be over. So why won't it happen in one single session? Well, it's not probably not going to stick. You're like, yeah, that's a great idea. I'll just put it on my list. And then you never look at it. Or it's like you go into the gym that one, one time. And they're like, why am I not in the best shape of my life? After one session at the gym, that was painful. 
Now you're sore. It's kind of like coaching. You get that once that first session, you're like, oh my gosh, wow, kind of sore emotionally, right? One-offs don't work, y'all. I'm telling you, it's not ever going to create change. Coaching is a practice. And again, I know people want the benefit of a one-off session, but it's not sustainable. You have to show up on the days that you don't want to, just like going to the gym. The days that you don't want to, your personal trainer is probably going to be like, we got an appointment. You're going to lose that on your money if you don't show up. This is really what happened to me in coach training. There were many days, y'all, that I was just not having it. I was super uncomfortable, not happy with a couple of things that were going on in my life around this coach training. I was exhausted. My brain felt like it was just broken in a million pieces. And I couldn't really, I couldn't wrap my head around certain concepts just yet. My, my mind or my brain was getting really tired from all the work it had to unlearn. That felt like it took a lot of energy. And I, many days I felt just plain old, I won't say tired. There's a word that I like to use now instead of tired, it's weary. Like I've thought about, I've done so much work mentally that I just felt weary. What was really happening, if I'm honest, my brain was fighting for my old way of thinking because I was like sitting there with my arms crossed, tapping my foot, like, I don't believe this. I don't believe this. And that didn't last too long. Once I, I showed up anyway, I was super nervous, but yeah, that, that old anxiety started to come up. It was very challenging. I'm not going to lie, but that is where the transformation started to happen. I learned how to understand what my mind was doing, what my brain was doing. Now, in coaching, every time we coach together in our one-on-one sessions, we take it a little bit deeper. Each time we take it to a different level, you're starting to get comfortable with some of these concepts. Why is that? Well, your brain, your mind starts to be a little bit more open and ready because it's it's almost like you have to mentally digest this. You cannot just completely do an about face. I really haven't seen that. Coaching, what I see in the big coaching world is it does take time. Some say that making change is too hard. That is not a fact. It can be hard. For some people, it's not hard. It's just a story, though, that you're thinking that or saying that I want a better life, but making change is just too hard. It's hard to not do the thing that I normally do, which could be, hey, going through the drive through, just like your car just magically appears in the drive through. Like, I don't even want this, but it's my routine and it's harder to get out of my routine. Coaching has, I will just say, has changed my life in some amazing, beautiful ways. It is not for everyone. I don't work with everyone. I work with people who are ready to do the work, who are committed to the change. Even when it's not fun, change is never fun. (laughs) But if you're looking to be the driver of your life, hey, that uncomfortableness is still going to be there. It gets to ride in the car with you, but now you're the driver. I'm here to help you. If you have a topic that you would like me to cover, yes, I'm still talking about empaths and all the other things too. We're going to talk about some goal setting. We're going to talk about buffering. We're going to talk about impossible goals. We might talk about 
over drinking, overeating. That's another buffering thing. Anything that we overdo that we were not really wanting to do, but we're doing it because we don't want to do the other things. We're going to talk about some of that stuff. I'm going to give you some great questions that you can ask yourself every single day because questions are great thought finders. Okay. If you want to work with me one-on-one, if you're ready to explore coaching, just go to my website, rachelkhudson.com and click the tab that says work with me. Um, And I will see you guys next week. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Bye. Bye.